This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes... Did you forget your intro? No, I just had a brain fart for some reason. Let me try that again. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still fucking flabbergasted by the pillow. Oh, oh uh, such a great pillow. Let me try that a third time. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I'm trying to get my dick out of a durian. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Dylan Kreider. Fuck you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> People who aren't patrons won't understand that reference. Uh, so you pulled a Remington. Uh, and But they will eventually, hopefully, or maybe they won't. I hope they don't. Uh, but either way, oof. Uh, Dylan's here again today because, as we are still aware, currently the uh, event known as uh, COVID-19 Corona, whatever you like to call it that isn't uh, culturally insensitive, is still kind of a big deal, and our boy Remington, since he is so far away from uh, our general location, it's been a bit rough to uh, set up a proper uh, remote recording station. We've tried one recording. Uh, oh, but the quality of the audio. I'm sorry, Dylan. It's uh. what happens when we put all of our, you know, uh, resources into a face-to-face style podcast, because that's how we do usually do things our best. Uh we're, we're working on it. We're trying to coach him through it, and hopefully we'll have something that's at least passable for Dylan's tastes. If he's unable to get it set up, I swear I will track him down and I will hand him my personal audio equipment and set him up to record because it's completely unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the quote that you said before? All USB microphones should die? All USB microphones are shit. Fair enough. Uh, but we will have to see. So Remington is fine, uh, as fine as he can be. He's getting weeks off of anime, so he's, he's counting his praises. He's on top of the abs- fucking world right now, I'd imagine. But instead, we do have Dylan again for another, uh, another experience, let's say. And you'll probably get a couple more in the future, depending on how things go. It's, like I said, we want to provide as much, we want to keep providing you guys content, but we don't want to, you know, compromise uh, anybody's health uh, situation. And since I'm trapped in the basement all of the time anyway, I'm readily available source of content for the sadistic asshole right here. Ah, and outside of the podcast, you don't really interact with anybody important, so. No, that's true, aside from occasionally when I used to do sound equipment for uh, political rallies. Yeah, except there aren't going to be any rallies uh, anytime soon, so you're you're golden. Yeah, I'm absolutely set. I've got, I'm here all alone. In this dark cage in the basement, not even a fucking Nintendo Switch to accompany me so I can't talk to the horse named Elmer. <laughs> oh, God. Animal Crossing is great, guys. You guys should play it. Uh, I've been addicted, horribly, horribly addicted, horribly, horribly addicted. Uh, time travel is my best friend. And for those of you who hate the time travel mechanic, uh, I bought the game. I can do what I want. You're not going around sharing your little, uh, friend code online so that people can travel to your island and abuse the stock market? (laughs) Well, I have, I have abused the stock market occasionally, but lately the stock market has been a bit rough for me. I bought a bunch of turnips for about 70, uh, 70 a pop, and, uh, I've been only getting 60 and 68 and 67, and I have one more day, and hopefully... 
hopefully I'll get at least some kind of profit, uh, at least a couple bells. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, the stock market is stressful, man. The stock market's fucking stressful for everyone right now. Yeah, everybody is putting all their turnips into one basket and it ain't going so well. Uh, no more islands where you can sell them for over 600 apiece. Yeah, I don't think they get quite that high. but They, if they do. They do? There is a subreddit and a, an entire website dedicating, dedicated to uh, finding uh, where turnips are selling the highest. So you, then you just go to their island. Uh, the highest I have seen, I believe, was 662. Fucking hell. That would that would be enough to pay off like just about any loan in the game. Man. By the way, this is our uh, Animal Crossing uh, fan cast. Uh, welcome. Yeah. I'm glad you could join us. Hello and welcome to Animal Crossing Out of Context. God, nobody would watch uh, listen to that because it's such a visual experience. I could just talk about my horse named Elmer or my uh, my frog named Puddles, who is probably my favorite, actually. She's just adorable. She's just a little tiny little red frog who's like a super ganky girl and like super cherry and peppy. You love your ganky girls, don't I can't you? help it. I like genuine positivity. It's just a nice feature. Uh, but... As I am uh, apparently a negative person to the eyes of many, uh, that can't be the uh, the case for the show entirely. Uh, so, Dylan, today I have a bit of an anime for you. Uh, Is it going to reflect on your Genki positivity? A little bit. I mean, there's kind of a Genki girl involved, but not like the highest tier Genki girl. I'd say it's a solid C or, if you're really generous, maybe a B tier Genki girl. Uh, because, Dylan... Uh, uh, up to this point, you've only seen short form anime, and I'm I've mostly did that because you know it's hard. I want to pick shows that uh, I can show you without showing Remington that people won't be too disheartened by. You know, the first one uh, we recorded, which I don't think you've released yet. I think you're saving that for a rainy day if you have to. Yeah, that episode is sitting on the back burner. I'm not terribly proud of my own performance during it because uh, it was a, my first time recording an episode with you. So hey, everybody's first time is rough, man. Uh, would have been better if you used a little bit of lube. Well, I'm not like that. Uh, I like to make sure that your experience is rough the first time. That way, uh, future experiences are more positive. Oh my fuck, that was a horrible thing for me to say. I do not know if you can keep that in the show, and if you do, please tell them I was joking. <laughs> I am joking. I am a gentle lover. <laughs> Implying you're a lover. Okay, see, now you're just going for blood yourself. That's harsh. Uh, blow the belt. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Durian is going to be the least of your concerns in the future if you keep this shit up. Uh, but no, I showed you uh, something harsh, and then I uh, the first one we published was one that was connected to you and me that Remington wouldn't really have cared about uh, because you know he's not really into the alcohols, unlike uh, either of us. Yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a straight edge dude, which I can't really blame him. Uh, a lot of people have really negative experiences with alcohol impacting their lives. And it's more than fair for them to just, you know, not want to yeah, have no. anything to do with it. I just like the flavors and the fun experiences that come with uh, making new drinks. Again, drink responsibly, but that's besides the point. Uh, but this time around, I had a hard time trying to find something uh, uh, that was either short form and not worth showing Remington, or people could accept not me not showing him, uh, or finding a show. It, it's just hard finding shows uh, to show you that I would be okay with not showing Remington. So today I chose one that is one that Remington would have some harsh words about, I'm sure. Uh, mostly due to some of the content within. Not anything super, like, out of the ordinary or strange, but just some of the references would make him grumpy and angry because he would be mad that he gets the references. Uh, Does it reference a lot of Marvel films? No. 
but that would be a different flavor of angry, and I don't think he's as angry at Marvel as he is just indifferent, which is more insulting to a lot of people, I've come to realize. It's pretty polarizing, and if you don't fall on either of the polls, both of uh, the both sides of the poll really tend to be pissed at you. Yeah, yeah like, I feel like some of the most angry uh, feedback we've gotten, or most heartbroken feedback we've gotten, was actually during our Q episode. I don't know if you've seen some of the emails, but we've gotten some things that are like, I'm so, so hurt. How could he? He completely missed the point. Uh, it like It's about friendship and such, and it's not fucking... You described it as good for written by a teenager, which is not... It's a pretty harsh criticism, honestly. Yeah, like, it's the most backhanded criticism I've ever heard him give for a show, and before that episode, I didn't have super strong feelings on Haikyuu. I liked it quite a bit, but I wasn't gonna, you know, die on a cross for it. Now... Fuck, those are all the best good boys, and I will defend them till the day I die at this point. I will pull out the hammers and get the wood ready. Mm, can't we do, like, the, the PG, like, family Christian movies where it's just, like, rope? No, I've used all the rope on Remington. Oh, for crying out loud. I swear to God, the people that get these stupidly subtle references that you're making are going to either find them hilarious or just want to slap you in the face as much as I do. Probably the former, but that's just me. Uh, and... So I chose an anime that uh, was ultimately going to be a fun and interesting experience uh, for you and me, because it has another thing that we have in common with it. Uh, first of all, it's a rom-com this time around. Okay. Um, I can only really think of, I mean, technically, um, Love is Like a Cocktail is a rom-com. I would consider oh, yeah. it one. It's very romantic. It's comedy. Yeah, it's romantic Bluesy. comedy. Um, I think oh, maybe the only other one I've seen was Love is War. Yes. Off the top of my head. Love that show so much. No matter what Remington says, dick. Uh, this isn't the Spite Remington episode. Not this one. It, it only is a little bit just because of the polarizing opinions that he can have from time to time. And I don't get a chance to rag on him when he's not here to defend himself. So I like to uh, capitalize on those. Uh, but for right now, uh, you're not much of a rom-com person in general. Like Slice of Life isn't usually your cup of tea. No, not typically, though one of my favorite anime, one of the anime that hit me the hardest was A Slice of Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a, was it a place further than the universe? Yes, it fucking was. And you still haven't finished that one. Not yet. I haven't. I have so little time, honestly, but I want to. I want to just sit down and watch it and bask in the emotion and just feel. Oh, no. Well, happy. You'll feel happy in some parts. Oh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the episode that we left you off on kind of hit you pretty hard, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that hit me right in the feels, Dick. Yeah, well, it's just kind of the way that show works. That that show I could talk about and gush about for hours, and I'm probably going to do a return visit uh, episode sometime soon, because we're, we were close to finishing it. We got about halfway through, uh, and I need some goodness in my life at this point. Uh, yeah, but do. for right now, uh, I'm kind of giving you into a more traditional uh, rom-com slice of life thing. Uh yeah, it's another harem show. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's kind of the standard for a lot of these. Uh, but it's a bit of a curious harem show. A curious harem. So it's going to be case closed meets... That's a children's show, Dylan. I was going to add in a harem. I was going to say case closed meets Rosario Vampire. I mean, no. 
You couldn't be farther from the truth. Case closed is curious. and, and, and Is it, though? It's been going on for far too long to stay. Uh, I'm curious as to why the fuck it's still going on. Uh, Profits? Is it the longest-running anime currently? Uh, currently, I would say yes. Don't quote me on that, but I think uh, the only one that's second to it is probably One Piece. Oh, so. it has One Piece beat. It has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't think there... Well, there's a... Okay, that's... There is this one, uh, like, comics... Uh, style anime that's been had different iterations for years and years since like the 60s I think I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head uh, people who are super weebs will know and understand what I'm talking about has it been consistently running this whole time uh, pretty much yeah oh shit just okay. with different iterations and different versions uh, I forget the name of it but I might do an episode on that eventually I don't know I'd have to actually watch it myself it just didn't really spark any interest in me off the top of my head maybe okay. that'll change hard so, to say so uh, curious harem anime yeah, it's cu- it's a curious one because it's it's built on a very interesting concept that has been done a couple times, and uh, this one does it in a way that's very straightforward is the way I would phrase it. So uh, the anime we're going to be talking about today is an anime that is simply called, I say simply, uh, Ore no Kanojo to Osana Jimi ga Shuraba Sugiru. Oh, fuck you. I'm not even going to try to say that. No, I probably horribly butchered it, and I apologize to anybody who actually knows and understands Japanese. Uh, but, well, let's be honest. Most of you are all weebs, so you barely understood that as is. <laughs> Uh, but the, thrown. <laughs> I'm not wrong though. Okay, yeah, no, you're accurate. Hey, it takes a weep to know a weep. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but the shortened name and the one that everyone refers to it as is just simply uh, Oreshura. Oreshura. Yes. Uh, what does that mean in English? Uh, so the translated title is uh, simply it's an it's a light novel adaptation. If oh, that wasn't yeah. fucking if, obvious, what's the thirty fucking words in the title. No, I had no idea. Yeah, uh, it's literally my girlfriend and childhood friend fight too much. Girlfriend and childhood friend. Okay, so that's the harem. I'm assuming. Uh, yes, plus some, because, you know, these harem shows can never keep it, because, uh, two, that's a love triangle. Yeah, that's just domestic girlfriend. You haven't finished domestic girlfriend, it gets more complicated later down the line. Oh, God. No, and I by don't complicated, I mean it. terrifying and concerning and almost depressing. Domestic girlfriend's a whole nother beast, let me it, just tell you It's that. one hell of a dumpster fire, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh... Which is a very interesting choice for title because the whole premise of this show is our main character, Eita uh, uh, Kido, is uh, is the child of some rather, let's say, shitty people, to say the least, uh, in, in terms of uh, romance, because his parents were violently uh, infidelious. So to the point where love doesn't really uh, mean anything to him anymore. He's super. He's a super. He's a romance and love skeptic at this point. All he really cares about is focusing on his study and studies and eventually becoming a doctor one day. Okay, so there there are really two ways that kind of uh, growing up situation could go. Either you could turn into that character, or you could turn into a complete slut. That is true. That is true. I'm wondering if you were drawing some parallels yourself there, Mr. Dillon. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> It's not like people are going to hear this. Come on. Yeah, and who, who listens to this? Who would listen to an episode and who would actually pay attention to the disturbing parallels about his childhood that uh, one of the co-hosts was drawing? Uh, but that's not the thing in common I, uh, I wanted to draw uh, for this show. Anything you draw on your own uh, conclusions is on you, my man. Even a stegosaurus? What? What if I draw a stegosaurus on my own? I mean, you can. Oh, cool. But this is an auditory medium, my dude. I'll post it in the Discord and on the Twitter. <laughs> I'll have you post it on the Twitter because I can't get it to work. You, you can't get to You're our tech guy. I hate to- I hate Twitter. I hate social media. So do I, but I still use it. Rarely. Sometimes. We're getting better at it. Uh, but yeah, the uh, so Eita is uh, 
you know, completely against romance, only wants to focus on studies, which is very interesting for a for, for a harem protagonist in a lot of ways. Yeah, most harem protagonists are lucky perverts, or they're completely clueless and accidentally getting a entire horde to follow them. Well, there is a Venn diagram there, my man. Uh, you can still be a lucky pervert while not giving a crap about uh, emotions and uh, love and all that jazz. Uh, look at, uh, well, for a bit of a weird example, Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. Uh, he accidentally wanders in on a couple situations. Uh, not many, thankfully. Uh, and it's not what it's about, but he's so, like, doesn't care about it that he has wandered in on those situations multiple times. A lot of uh, people uh, consider him to be one of the few asexual uh anime characters, anime protagonists especially. Uh, but at this point, it's hard to say if that's actually the case. It's just that anytime he's had any kind of advances made towards him from uh, any sex or anything like that, uh, any, I should say any gender or any uh, anything, which has really only been one character who's mindlessly obsessed with him in later seasons. Uh, but that's more complicated. I know way too much about One Piece to... Do do they want that stretchy... Yes. They want that stretchy yes, deck? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but not as literally as you think. Uh, so a lot of people, uh, I don't know if it was ever confirmed by the author or not, uh, that it, but he is considered to be one of the few uh, asexual types of uh, characters, uh, next mm. to Piccolo as well. I mean, yeah, he, technically Piccolo is asexual, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's literally asexual. He, yeah, he is asexual. He's. Uh, would he also be technically considered hermaphroditic? Uh, no, no. It, I, I feel like just due uh, to the lack yeah. of genitalia. Yeah, as far as we know. No, there's no genitalia. It's confirmed. Okay. Yeah, because... So uh, then, yeah, not even close to hermaphroditic, just genuinely just asexual. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, the Namekian people are closer to that of plants and slugs than they are to more, uh, no normal animals. And slugs are just hermaphroditic, though. Well, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, they, they spear each other. They actually create an opening. Yes, yes, but uh, Namekians re reproduce asexually is the thing. Yes, they they, they, uh, they regurgitate their young mm -hmm. in an egg. Yep, and uh, they don't need to eat or drink. Well, they do need to drink water. That's the only thing. They don't eat. Uh, they don't really. They're elves. They're plant sleep. elves. Yeah, they're basically plant elves. What an interesting conclusion. So that the reason they're green is because of chlorophyll. Basically, yeah, because they don't need to eat. How many suns are on the planet Namek? Uh, three, if I remember correctly. So then it's that always daytime there. That, that would explain why they're so powerful. Mm -hmm. And there's not really any other. There's some wildlife, like there's frogs. Uh, to be fair, though, uh, Akira Toriyama didn't really spend too much time developing uh, the planet before it got blown up, but that's besides... Oh, spoilers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> spoilers for a 30-year-old uh, show at this point? Roundabout, yeah. Or at least 30 years old for the uh, manga. Yeah, it started in the 80s, if I remember correctly, late yeah. 80s. Even Oh, yeah, the original Dragon Ball was fucking ancient. So, yeah, no, it, it's been a while. Uh, but I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track, as I usually do with you, Dylan. We're both ADD as fuck, so it, it, it gets a bit weird. And we're off our meds. Yay! Uh, thank you, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and so Ada is kind of living his life as he wants to, uh, ignoring all of his teenage uh, instincts and emotions and whatnot. More power to him. Right. Pretty good. Uh, I imagine that's what Rem was like as a teenager. He was much hornier as a teenager, I'd imagine, but he wouldn't show it. You know what? Actually, I think that's Rarrington now. He's just, I'm assuming he's always got a raging erection, but he just keeps... Well, there's a reason we have we have tablecloths on the table, just <laughs> to keep things hidden. Oh, God, I'm on his side of the table. Ew. Oh, yeah. it's... Oh, the other side of the table's crunchy. <laughs> oh, God, Dylan! There's stalactites. Mm, I mean, better than stalagmites, I suppose. Both are pretty fucking horrifying, honestly. Yeah, this is a horrible train of conversation. But uh, this uh, behavior is very well known for him because all he focuses on is his studies, and that kind of gave him a bit of a reputation. Uh, and But one day, the beautiful and popular uh, Masuzu Natsukawa uh, notices his, uh, his apathy. And uh, since she is, you know, 
the popular girl, you know, the one, the the beautiful, mysterious girl that everybody loves and longs for and is constantly showered with affection. Uh, she's sick of that. As fair, you might be at that point. So she wants to change him. No. Oh. No, no, no. It's much more cold and calculating than you'd think. Uh, it is straight up. She walks up to him one day and asks him to pretend to be her boyfriend. Hmm. To pretend. Okay. To pretend because she also isn't all that interested in the romance uh, aspect of things. Oh, that is clever. Mm-hmm. So the idea is if they pretend to be dating each other, then they won't, there won't be these advances. And that's where the premise of the show kind of starts. It's literally uh, the story of, hey... These two characters are pretending to date, and they are going to uh, get into shenanigans and such uh, to avoid uh, the troubles of romance. But of course, since it's a rom-com, that doesn't last for long, obviously. Uh, but of course, since Ata is so like hardcore in the camp of, I don't want to deal with this shit, because that would still take time from studying. Uh, well, Masuzu has a, is smart and clever and conniving. Uh, she has a collection... Uh, she stumbled across a collection of his Chunibyo days. Oh, no. She's blackmailing him. And she's blackmailing him into doing this for her. Oh. Yeah, one of those, for one of uh, that kind of uh, incredibly focused individual during a Chunibyo day is, I'm imagining, super edgelord. Yeah, it, it's a very similar flavor to the actual uh, Chunibyo uh, uh, anime, uh, but distinctly different in a lot of ways like it's not it doesn't like go full into that it just it's a bunch of his embarrassing online stuff that uh, uh if i remember correctly was jotted down in a journal or something along those lines i might be crossing the streams so again these are some concepts that have been done before but they're kind of smashing them into a singular uh anime and a nice little anime casserole yeah very much so uh, and now the show is just a rom-com of him having to pretend to be a, uh, in a relationship with this girl and, uh, his childhood friend who obviously has had a crush on him for, you know, ages is trying to cope with that as well. And they start a club together to try and, uh, they start a weird club so that they don't have to interact with other folks. That essentially is boils down to this is how you can be popular, the club. It is very, it's a very scattered show with a lot of strange things, but sometimes the jokes land just right, and ultimately it's going to be interesting to see how you react to it. Uh, the thing that you and I have in common with it is there's a lot of reference in it that you and I are probably going to get. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so far it's sounding like an 80s movie. It's like a bunch of, it's like... It's very parent trap, isn't it? I'm thinking, honestly, um, like 16 Candles. And ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking very like John Hughes style, just... It's every John Hughes film, aside from Breakfast Club, the best of them, mashed together. Actually, no, uh, depending on how the club thing goes, it could even be including The Breakfast Club. Yeah, well, it, it's very, it's an interesting show to say the least. I don't think it's a groundbreaker by any means, but I'll be curious to see what you think of it. Uh, and ultimately, if I was to show this to Remington, he would just get more and more angry at the references than he would uh, actually critique, critiquing the show itself. So hopefully this will uh, fly past the radar of people uh, wanting to hear Rem listen to it. And who knows, maybe in the future we'll do a revisit where I take Remington through some of the shows I've shown you. But that's that seems like a long ways off. For now, Dylan, let's get to it. Let's go watch some Oreshura. Because I ain't pronouncing that la that long fucking name again. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming four whole episodes of the 2013 anime by A1 Pictures, Oreshura. And I'm saying the shortened version because the long version is 
A little too complex for my uh, limited Japanese knowledge. That's a really long name. Even for a light novel, it's very long. It's just that uh, that uh, fourth word in there that's getting really complicated. Oh, excuse me, a uh, fifth word. It, it's like, what, 10 letters long and just a bunch of J's and O's and S's? Yeah, it's, it's got some syllables that repeat that just sound a little weird in my American mouth. It's, it's not a good mouthfeel for me. I just don't have that flow. Uh, unlike that word, however, tonight's cocktail has a wonderful mouthfeel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, compared to last time, uh, it's a bit, it's the same concept, but just a bit more, uh, work put into it. A bit more refined. Um, it is effectively a, a, a proper white Russian, uh, except uh, we used lacto, we used, uh, lactose free milk because I am a lactose intolerant little bitch. And we don't need you shitting on a podcast because nobody wants to listen to farts directly in their ear for upwards of an hour. There was a really viral uh, video compilation a year or two back of a security guard who recorded all of his farts. He then got fired after the video went viral. <laughs> Much like his farts, apparently. Yes. Fired right off. Um, but this, yes, um, it's effectively a white Russian, but it also has a Greek frat uh, kind of foamed on top and then mixed in with everything. And so I am actually mildly tipsy and really fucking wired because the Greek frat had the equivalent of like three or four cups of coffee in it for each, uh, each for drinks. Yeah, it was basically coffee whipped cream just without the cream part. And it was lovely. It was very good. Like, it actually made instant coffee have more value than just, you know, caffeine in a desperate situation. Instant coffee's best value is when being cooked, because the only two ways you can do much cooking with coffee are either if you use instant coffee or if you actually brew a pot of coffee, and sometimes you don't need that extra water. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it turned out honestly really nice. Although I do think we might want to work a little bit on the ratios, because... This one turned out extra boozy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're fucking telling me. Like, I, I think uh, the, it was, like, supposed to be what? Like, a uh, one-to-two ratio of, uh, like, your alcohols and your cream, isn't it? So, not exactly. Um, now, I based this originally off of a recipe for a Black Russian. Black Russian is a White Russian before the cream. Black Russian was originally the most popular cocktail. The only reason the White Russian became popular was because of the Big Lebowski. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but... Uh, Black Russian, the standard ratio is, uh, first you have a shit ton of ice in your little glass, and it's, I believe, a 5 to 2 ratio of vodka to Kahlua. However, uh, I didn't want to die. And, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I mean, we have shit to do today. So I elected instead to do one-to-one on vodka to Kahlua, and then added about another just met one met one full measure of the uh, lactose-free milk on top. Made it look all pretty. There will be a picture maybe on our Twitter or in the Discord. I don't fucking know. Either way. Uh, and then um, the Greek frap is instant coffee and sugar in kind of equal measures uh, whipped up with a bit of hot water into a nice broth. Yeah, it's weird because chemically uh, speaking, the instant coffee is the only way you can make that kind of coffee whipped cream without actually, you know, going through the process of making actual whipped cream. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, I believe the coffee is acting as a surfactant, I think is the right term. I don't know. I have not taken a chemistry class in 10 years. Well, I could Google it for you or I could just let you sound smart. Cool. Surfactant. The coffee acts as surfactant, uh, kind of like the oils in the cream. Uh, and that caused it to get all whippy and frothy, or the fat in the cream, not the oils, the fat that's in the cream. 
at Get All Frothy, and it's lovely. And I have gotten way off topic describing tonight's cocktail, and I am, yes. That's okay. According to the last Mm. update we did uh, with uh, your little episode, a lot of people seemed really interested in cocktail talk with Dylan, so... Oh, don't worry. Um, When we eventually have the camera set up, up and running, there will be a proper video episode. Maybe not with cocktails, but it will go over brewing an anime-inspired beverage. Oh, wow. You're going to go full uh, how to drink or a cocktail chemistry on us, are you? Uh, more or less, and it's going to involve you chewing up a lot of rice and spinning into a cup. Okay, I, I'm all for authenticity. You're going to also have to wear a kimono. You know what? I might be down for that. You get me a nice kimono? I bet I could make that work. Don't you have a kimono? Nah, 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 nah. I have some I have some ha- haori, I believe, uh, lying around somewhere. Uh, cosplay, man. Oh, yeah, fair. I would have figured you were big enough weeb to actually have a kimono. Well, so technically, a kimono isn't really... Dude, I have no fucking idea, so give me your technicalities. Um, kimono, uh, uh, oh, look, it doesn't matter. I've, is I, a kimono the one for women? Uh, kind of. It's for, if I remember correctly. The ceremonial one. Uh, not quite. Tell you what, I will let you look that up. <laughs> Just so I don't get it completely wrong. I mean, we, please find our ignorance charming, but we do make asses of ourselves on the regular. Yes. Because I have, uh, I have received a fair bit of uh, disparaging remarks on some of my comments from the last episode, which are all valid, honestly. Because, hey, honestly, I don't know shit about Pokemon. Wait, that was from last week's pre-banter, actually. Yeah, no, completely fair. But Pokemon is such a big part of our daily lives that... Uh, we have to bring it up as much as possible. And I honestly didn't know they did dual types in Gen 1. I don't remember that. I was... Yeah, there there weren't many. There were only a couple, though. I, I, I was but a weebab. I beg your pardon? I was but a weebab. With oh, really... oh, okay. I see. I thought you were dropping some kind of strange new Dylan slang on me, and I wasn't... A... I was not emotionally prepared. No, I was being incredibly racially insensitive towards you. You know what? That's completely fair. Uh, you make me drink, so I can't exactly argue that fact. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, just for clarification, there are different types of kimono, but kimono can be a catch-all term for the, uh, traditional style of garment. Okay, fantastic. I yep. was somewhat accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are specific kimonos for different, uh, scenarios, but it's, the general idea is the full, uh, draped over clothing with, uh, sealed with an obi, which is like a, uh, large silk belt. Okay, kind of like how um, I have different top hats for different reasons. Uh, like if I'm dressed up all nice, I'll put on a nice little dapper black top hat. Or if I'm feeling really sexy, I'll put on some laundry and a pink silk top hat. I do like that pink silk top hat. It was a very uh, interesting experience when you wore it to my last birthday party. But nevertheless, I will say it was quite the crowd pleaser. Oh, definitely. It's always, it's always fun when I get dressed up like that. Uh, but enough of our weird habits and drinks aside, Dylan, we're here to talk about anime. And the anime we watched today was Orishura, four episodes, came out in 2013, got a pretty average rating on Mal, about a Uh, 7.18, so not too high, not too low either. Hold on, are you sure it wasn't JoJo's that we watched? (laughs) Because holy fuck, that was a lot of references. Oh, I mean, not even, okay, it's not even references, it's blatant homage. They are saying, hey, this is JoJo's, we love this show. I mean, the most quotable line from this show was... Wait, you haven't read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No wonder you're not popular. That was definitely a part that stuck with me, especially because I she, the oh god, I'm so bad with names, and I you and Remy Chihuahua, Kimo. yes, Chihuahua, because that's a name I can remember. <laughs> she seemed mildly, uh, still pretty much in her Shinobio phase. Honestly, is what it seemed like. 
I think the idea is all the characters in this show are still young. Yeah, they're young enough that they haven't, they're hating their fr- their former selves, but it's still part of who they are. It's where they come, they're coming to terms with uh, the junior high thing. Because, I mean, they're all about 16 in this show, which is about when you start to realize, oh my god, junior high was hell. Uh, worse than I thought it was. Uh, thank god it's over. Also, why the fuck did I run around with my arms behind my back? You know what? I really wouldn't be surprised if you were one of those. I actually wasn't, believe it or not. Oh, did you do any running? Uh, Naruto running? No. Just any? Oh, running in general? Yeah, I had to for PE. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Oh. Was that not a thing at your junior high? Oh, absolutely not. Um, we either were made to walk the entire, uh, field behind the school. Or, uh, depending on which uh, gym teacher we had that day, because it was a rotation, um, one of them was also like a driver's ed teacher, uh, then we were also made to- Wait, driver's ed in junior high? Yeah. Weird. We had, it was one individual class, like once per week, which is why they had the teacher rotation. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do turn 15 in junior high. Uh, well, at least you do in most local junior highs here. And there were quite a few uh, 16-year-olds, actually, that were also at my school. My school, again, my school is fucked up. This is also the school that when I was 13, I got the ever-loving shit kicked out of me by a bunch of 15, 16-year-olds. So. Ah, uh, yes. Dark stories with Dylan. Always a pleasure. Story time with Uncle Dylan is fantastic. You do but- always have some of the most interesting stories, but they also make most people feel bad for you. <laughs> like, you don't intend them to, like, be kind of pity-searching. Uh, but a lot of times we're like, oh, Dylan. Yeah, I have that effect on people. I don't really want or care for pity. It's just, hey, you know what? Hey, life is shit sometimes. Show empathy to the people that are in those situations currently to help them out. Wow, that was surprisingly wholesome coming from you. That's because I'm drunk. That's it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, th- this show is is quite an interesting one, wouldn't you say? Yes, it was cute. I, I liked it. I yeah. There was actual character depth from the three main characters that, uh, well, not so much with Chihuahua, unfortunately. They didn't, I have the feeling she's going to continue to develop. This is a show I really wouldn't mind watching more of. Yeah, it only has 13 episodes. Uh, first season came out in 2013. There's been rumors of a new season dropping sometime this year or next year, but with the way things have been going, it's not high on the priority list for uh, old shows to get a sequel. Fair, and uh, considering it's it's A1, right? It They're... is A1 Pictures, and A1 Pictures dips their toes in just about any kind of anime you can think of. Like, it, I like to think of them as, in a way, they're kind of like the fox of anime studios. They got bought by Disney? You know what? Kind of. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, just so, that, because A1 Pictures is one of the larger studios, and it has some of the most varied shows to be produced from it. Uh with mixed, very mixed degrees of quality because of how, like, large and diverse the studio is. I'm sure they have tons of teams working on a bunch of different projects, and definitely their A-team, unfortunately, wasn't on the art team for this. Oh, I think it did okay. It was definitely a lower-budget show from what I could tell. I didn't look at the exact numbers because I'm too lazy to do that. That's fair. Uh, Art-wise, they definitely put effort into a lot of the stills. However, there were a lot of profile shots that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. The profile shots in anime always make me feel a little bit weird, but I, overall, um, art-wise, none, nothing was bad enough for me to go, ah! Yeah, a lot of it is can be chalked up to stylistic choices. What I really enjoy, though, is they actually use a rather soft pastel palette for all of their um, colors and outlines so that they can... Uh, Kind of give it a lighter, fluffier feel. Overall. Oh, and it gave, um, I, again, bad with names, Psycho Bitch. It gave, her, <laughs> it gave her an ethereal vibe. And I, they 
did really well with that. And I think at times they actually somewhat changed the color of her outline. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty interesting technique that uh, they started doing around this time. I don't know if they did it uh, prior. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but a lot of people have been uh, experimenting with different color outlines to give different feels to shows. A very popular one that comes to mind is No Game, No Life, where all of theirs are done with red outlines. Hmm, that would be an interesting one to take a look at. It is very interesting, and Remington would hate it. Remington hates almost all... He actually might not have completely hated this if he had seen at least the four episodes that we saw, because the fourth episode, I think, is really what made it. Yeah, no, it completed the first little story arc of the series. Because initially, we had uh, the the psycho bitch. My Ma Suzu. Asuzu? Ma Suzu. My Suzu, okay. <laughs> My Suzu, yeah, okay. Ma Suzu, okay. So Ma Suzu, my very first note that I wrote down was, oh, I like the psycho. Because she was definitely, she knew what she was doing, even if she didn't completely know the reasons why she was doing it. Because they definitely, she's a deeply damaged individual and she just wants to be cared about, even if she is playing it incredibly cold and calculated. Mm-hmm. She is uh, what I would like to call a so aware of herself that she's unaware of herself is the idea uh, that they're trying to get across with this particular character uh, because she's very clearly very intelligent and has some very complex issues when it comes to romance and attention and such. But also she is an extreme sadist and she enjoys tormenting people even though uh, the process to do so also is, seems to be very fun for her. Shit, that reminds me of my first girlfriend. Yeah, no, I ha- the other thing I noticed with this show is I figured you would uh, draw some similarities between the main characters and yourself. Hey, first of all, fuck you. Just because the main character went through some extreme family trauma when he was 14. 14-ish, that's about when they go through their third year of middle school in Japan, right? Uh, yeah, 14, 15, give or take. Okay, and uh, he, his very first girlfriend was absolutely completely fucking bad shit and manipulating him the whole... Okay, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan, but I know how to pick shows when it comes to this kind of program. Uh... And the main, like I said, the main reason I wouldn't give this one to Remington uh, with where things are right now is because most of the re- JoJo reference, like the JoJo references were a huge part. Mm-hmm, definitely. But most of them were part three and part four. Yep. Which are, you know, the uh, parts that a lot of people that really solidified JoJo's popularity for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, especially just the name dropping of um, stands at random point or when uh, Suzu tried to force the main character to reenact a scene from part one. Honestly, probably one of the funniest uh, bits in the show because if you're a diehard JoJo fan, you'll recognize the wording immediately. Uh, But if if you're only like casually into JoJo, you'll be watching it, you'll be watching it, and then she'll come around and be like, that was my perfect reenactment. What did you think? And and they're like, oh, fuck, that was a JoJo's... God damn it, it was a JoJo's reference. Yep, and it it, it got me. I was just like, oh, you fuckers, they were kind of that again really ham-fisted with it but i enjoyed it it was fun uh not all of the cringe in the show was fun though a lot of it had me just pucker butting it because it was i'm personally not really a huge fan of cringe comedy oh no 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 the cringe it, comedy in here was pretty top tier you were you're t- it's too relatable for you i oh, take it definitely that is full-on 14 50 year old dylan tier cringe if I had to go and handle my past self for any amount of time, I would be reacting probably the exact same way I reacted when you were watching my reactions to the show, where I was just cringing up really tight and squinting, trying not to look, but knowing I couldn't look away. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because I left out that this was a cringe comedy because I knew that would uh, be a pleasant and horrible surprise for you. Uh, yeah, I actually did write a note on that. Um, so with the cringe comedy, they did start off light before they really started hammering it in. I wrote, oh, good cringe. And then dot, 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 ish as they continue because they keep upgrading the cringe level up through the third episode. And each uh, scene has its own like tacked on little bit of cringe. And then they keep building and building mostly on the main characters, Nubio Past and his diary and everything that he has written. And, and then at one point, I can't remember exactly what set me off. I believe it was the acted out scene in the classroom. Or, oh, shit, I lied, I lied, I lied. Bad cringe, bad cringe. <laughs> oh, it was delightful. Uh, yeah, because unlike, unlike a show like Watamote, which is all cringe all the time and is the highest tier of painful, painful fucking cringe, this is a show that uh, utilizes cringe in a similar way to Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions, but they really like to hammer in uh, some of the real factor of it uh, because all, all of the reading out of the notebook, the famous notebook with all of, uh, all of his uh, little stories read exactly like fan fiction of a junior high school uh, otaku or weeb because they are chock full of references to uh, the favorite like cool things in different anime and uh, just amplified to the extreme. It's like, hey, I like I like Dragon Ball. I like Bleach. I like Naruto. What if we combine them all together? If anyone wants to get some Dylan points and get a shout out, they should write a fan fiction featuring Sean uh, raving about his triple Z rating, even though he's so lazy. He's only a D-rated demon. And his past life is a dragon fighting the wyverns. You you want people to make a Chunibyo fan fiction of me. Oh, God, yes. I would actually I would be down for that. It'd be a nice change from all of the horribly graphic sexual stuff. By the way, guys, why am I always the girl? You were not a girl in the most recent one that I read. You were not actually down here. I read this one entirely myself. Uh, the most recent fan fiction for the monthly uh, patron bonus. And it actually featured you sleeping with Umaru, Jan. Not fucking, just sleeping with him. Okay, that's a very important clarification to make. Because unless there's some aging up things going on, I am uncomfortable. And if you guys have no fucking clue what we're talking about, it's content on our Patreon, which you are more than welcome to join if you're able to. Uh, but at any rate, uh, back to Oreshura. Uh, kind of a not bad, but not super great show overall, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say it's pretty solid. It's... Definitely very hit and miss. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I can completely understand it only getting the one season because uh, I don't really know exactly what more else there is to do with it unless they get a whole new cast of characters. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, the only thing that people generally remember from this is that Masuzu is a bitch. She's she's a very smart bitch, but she's a bitch. And that this is JoJo references the anime. And that alone is enough to get people interested in watching a couple episodes of it for fun. And they try to do some fun emotional stuff with it, but... Oh, definitely in that fourth episode, the, um... Not exactly the whole confrontation with the bullies, but before that, uh, between Masuzu and the main character, that little bit where she actually was slightly vulnerable and... Or was she? I'm going to actually say yes. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing with Masuzu is the whole idea of her character is to be a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, tricky? Mysterious? Weird? Uh, a manipulative little bitch. Yes. Having known many girls like that, I have the feeling that was a genuinely vulnerable moment. Perhaps. Uh, but uh, like I said, as someone who's seen the whole show... Will they go much farther with it? Hard to say. I mean, I believe the light novels still continue after the first season, but I haven't been curious enough to jump into them myself. I just thought that this was a fun little show with some really top-tier JoJo references and uh, 
some genuinely funny moments and some genuinely cringeful moments. Oh, it did not. It did absolutely no pussyfooting around the cringe. A lot of anime do tend to, they pull the camera away from the cringe. They, like, end the scene before it gets incredibly cringy because you know how it's going to progress. This anime said no, fuck you, and they just kept hammering it in. But there was one takeaway from this anime that made me think of Japanese schools in a whole new light. Oh? Their desks have fucking hooks on it for their bags. (laughs) Oh, Dylan. Why does that not exist here? That would be that would have been fucking amazing during my like middle school and high school years. I mean, most people in our high schools just hang them off of the back of the chair, my dude. Oh, we weren't allowed to. We kept breaking the chairs because we didn't have locker enough locker time, so all of our books were in our bags. You you went to the most ghetto ass school, didn't you? Yes. Jesus fuck, Dylan. It's amazing you're as wholesome a guy as you are. <laughs> It takes having to go through some shit to be a great person, I feel. I'm actually not a great person, so that's probably complete and utter bullshit, but I think I'm okay. You're doing a lot better than other folks. That's why we keep you around, my man. Uh, That and you know how to edit, which is very helpful. I know how to edit and I make you drinks. See, like, as a uh, young and virulent Irishman, that is kind of the way I got to go with things. Uh, but any any final thoughts on, on Ore Shura before we get out of here, my friend? Yeah, actually, I, um, I thought it was a really cute commentary on uh, teenage relationships and compatibility and growth. I honestly, it gets a, it gets a solid thumbs up from me. If you can handle cringe comedy or if you enjoy it and you had a bit of a fucked up childhood, I'd, I'd say you're going to enjoy it. And I, if you understand JoJo references. If you don't understand JoJo references, you're going to miss a lot of shit. You'll at least know that it's JoJo's references because they call them out. Well, most of them. They call almost all of them out. Yeah, there are some, like, poses and other, like, lines said, especially in the cringe moments that are, like, ripped straight from JoJo's and other anime that if you're not paying attention, uh, close enough attention, you won't notice. But things like summoning the seven dragons to defeat uh, the level triple Z demons. There were were a few things that did end up going over my head because either A, I was not completely paying attention to the cringe because I was cringing. Yep. Or B, there were references to something that I wasn't even aware of yet. Uh, I did catch quite a few, including for some reason a princess with a mobile suit in the dungeon of the castle. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You got to make sure that you have your mecha mixed with your fantasy or else what's the fucking point? Most great fantasy does at least have some sort of sci-fi element in it, so that is fair. Warforged dries up, that's all I'm trying to say. The Ebron book is so good, guys, if you like uh, D&D, but... Oh, are we going to do D&D out of context now? All right, cool. Oh, Jesus. I don't think I could DM for uh, you fuckers. Not only that, but uh, a three-man D&D game. I don't know how well that would go. We'll, we'll pick some people up. Uh, I, will, uh, I will walk down to the corner. I will find any people I can, and I will bring them back here when we're not in quarantine. <laughs> I was about to say, Dylan, you can't break quarantine for this shit. You're only allowed to break quarantine to do a podcast with me. We are media. We are under the uh, essential list, I believe. Um, I, it, it hasn't really been tested, so I don't know if the podcast could technically be considered essential or not. I mean, you know, we're we're doing, like, commission-based work. It'll be interesting to see how our tax report looks at the end of the season. Oh, fuck. Don't get me started on that. We're both, we're all gonna have to talk to an accountant. Uh-huh. I do every year anyways. But uh, our financial issues aside, Dylan, I have one final question to ask. Sure. Any chance you'd like to uh, watch some more Oroshiro with me sometime? You know what? Yeah, sure. Definitely. I enjoyed that show more than enough that I will be willing to continue to watch it. Um, I'm probably going to need a few days between, like, blocks of episodes. Like, maybe one arc or so <laughs> every couple days. 
and then I think that's a really good way to digest it. You could probably finish it in three days if you did it that way from start to finish. Because like I said, only 13 episode anime. And honestly, binging an entire anime at once is usually a really bad way to watch a show. Most anime are not really built for it. Which is why there's smaller chunks of filler, which is why there's repetition, which is why there's flashbacks. It depends on the show very much so, but I can understand where you're coming. A slice of life like this, yeah, makes sense. Definitely. uh, But if you think this cringe is bad, maybe I'll show you uh, Watamode sometime. I've seen Watamode, you and I have actually watched a few episodes together. Oh, we have. I enjoyed Watamode. Watamode is really good. It's cute. If you like cringe comedy, that's the one you should really watch. Uh, But with that, Dylan... Thank you all so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, Before we get out of here, though, we do have some minor house cleaning to do. Uh, That and we have to finish our drinks, which is very important. I've already finished mine. Believe me, it comes across. (laughs) Uh, First and foremost, as we've mentioned previously, uh, we have a Patreon. And on this Patreon, you can gain access to all kinds of bonus content, including monthly bonus episodes, our random pre-banters, options to integrate in polls and Q&As, All kinds of fun things, and sometimes you'll even get hints as to what the next episode will be. And one of those benefits is indeed weekly shoutouts, as I'm pretty sure you've noticed by now, unless you skip uh, once you reach this part of the episode, which, hey, that's not cool. We still throw in quite a few fun jokes. With the way our show works, man, every episode could be someone's potentially first episode. Think about it. You could be the first interaction that anybody has to our podcast because they're like, oh, Orishura, I haven't thought about that in forever. Let's give that a listen. I feel really bad for that because I have gotten definitely very off track today many, many times. This has been more... More just a banter episode than a full-on in-depth analytical review. Which, hey, I'm not the in-depth analytical review guy. That is Remington. Mm-hmm. Yep, nope. Uh, I keep you around because, uh, you know, the our dynamic is more of a feel-out type of dynamic. We like to actually think about how the anime made us feel uh, compared to the detailed nitty-gritty stuff, you know? We're allowed to like things that aren't perfect, unlike Mr. Remington. That's part of Remington's charm, though. I I enjoy that aspect of him. Yes, as do we all, until he pisses us off and we want to stab him in the throat. But, that being said, Dylan, who are the lovely people who are helping us out? So, while we would love to get a shout-out to our bland bitch protagonists and magical girls, and hey, maybe one of these days I will go through our entire list of all of them and give you guys a shout-out. Uh, the main reward, once you reach our Yandere waifu tier, is a shout-out. And so, we are going to give our shout-outs this week, starting off with Xerix, Uliana, That One Weeb, Sarah Birch, Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Leos123, Kyle King, Kazu Muriko, who, hey, is a mod on our Discord, an absolutely fantastic job of it, uh, Jacob Livingston, H. Wood, Hayden Lecker, Grant Stevens, Glenn Michael Dolan, Farmer Weeb, Anthony Chukachian, Anonymous Gamer, Andrew Rowicki, and Miles To Go, as well as Alexander Narasensi, Narachi, Narachi, fuck. I've said his name a dozen times now, and I have barely started to stumble on it because I'm tipsy. Narachensio? No, wait, no, Naciancio. Naciancio? Fuck. Sean? Hey, what's your name? It's Narancia, actually. Alexander Narancia. Oh, dear. Avoid gates. Yeah, and how do you feel about Aerosmith, by the way, my man? (laughs) Uh, Hole in My Soul is probably my favorite one of their songs because it's so stupidly written. Sounds about right. We have now decided to uh, steal Sean's father's car. Uh, We are now running all the way up to some random castle in Scotland. Is it because I'm ginger? Yes. Okay. You caught that one. Fair enough. (laughs) We're in our boy wizard tier with Rich Huffnagel, Chase Redette, and Brady Weinbarger. And then, of course, at the very, very tip top, in the Oval Office, 
We have a tier that has far too many people in it, guys. Why? Why Some are in it just as a joke. Some are in it because they genuinely care. And overall, we appreciate every single one of you. We do appreciate all of you very, very much. We're just confused. As is standard for the rest of us. But who is in our Chef and Musco tier, my friend? Well, Shirley Sean's favorite member of the Chef and Musco tier, first of all, with Zachary Shirley. Absolutely, because his name is a pun and I cannot resist. And, of course, the fantastic Cassidy Justin. Uh, of course. Without her, we would be lost. And our original Chef and Musco saint and his counterpart, Sinner. Yes, our patron saint and our, our Sinner who really, really needs a kick in the ass every once in a while because my God, I'm amazed that he is still supporting us like this. He's going to get a kick in the shrimp nigiri soon. Oh, fuck you. And then finally, with someone who decided an inside joke, one that we elaborated on last week, so we're not going to take the time to do it this week. But good old take your damn money, Dylan. This just goes to show... Uh, you gotta be careful who you cross. Otherwise, they are going to find ways to get back at you, even if they are some weirdly positive and counter-manipulative ways. They're gonna break your shin and then give you money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But thank you guys so much for all of your support. I don't think we can actually overstate how much it means to us. It does mean a lot, but we understand that uh, giving cash is not exactly uh, for everybody. Not everybody can afford to, especially in times like these. Like, guys, if you're a patron of us and you're a little strapped for cash... It's okay. We can live without it. Uh, focus more on your guys' own stability before you go start supporting us. Your guys' lives take priority, so please take care of yourselves. Yes. But if you still want to support us and you don't have the cash, uh, there's another way you can help us out. And that's by leaving a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Or honestly, if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is a great way to do it as well. And if you want to give a shout out to us, uh, just uh, maybe chat with us a little bit, maybe leave a recommendation, you can send an email on over to either animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at AnimeConPod, or if you're lucky and keep an eye on our Twitter, you can catch a link, usually a limited time one or a limited entry one, to our Discord, which has a couple hundred people in it right now. It's a really positive community of just uh, podcast lovers, people who love certain anime, hate certain anime, and just people who just chat, play games, share memes with one another. Yeah, I'm going to try and get better at regularly dropping more tweets. It's just we got to be careful because there are a lot of nasty spammers out there, and for some reason, weebs are easy to target. So for now, until we have uh, better moderation in place uh, with more stringent terms of access, we're just going to do the limited time limits. Yeah, we're bad with social media, guys, if that wasn't obvious. Oh, yeah, we are really bad with it. We don't, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of social media literate. Yeah, we're, we're doing what we can. Uh, just think of that as one of our charming factors. We're like that old guy that doesn't understand how windows work. Uh, that went completely over my head. What? No, I mean, sometimes you gotta open the latch, sometimes you gotta, you know, crank it up a bit. You know, windows are complicated. You just look through them. It's a piece of glass. Nah. <sighs> more do it than that man it's a complicated art but they just stand there and look pretty right no 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 that's not, not gonna make that joke <laughs> no 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 were you were you gonna were you gonna compliment me sure dylan i was talking about you you stand there and look pretty and uh, do most of the work for us i mean i am the prettiest member of the podcast you keep telling yourself that man i need to remember to add in a very sparkly sound effect there just add hopefully, harps hopefully i remember to trim this chunk out so i just add that there i probably won't I'm I mean, a bit of a dick. You're, you're gonna have you're gonna have lots of editing to do for this one, I think. Uh, once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Shigadoo doo doo.